This is the Out of Bounds Podcast, where we talk all things current in the sports community. Welcome back to another episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast. I am your host, Jalen Johnson, with guest Jalen Bethany and guest Jeremiah Raver. Well, boys, how about them 49ers? Let's, <laughs> let's start there. The 49ers not just beat, they trampled the number one seed NFC Eagles. Final score, 42-19. You can even get 20 points. Every dog has their day. <laughs> I was, I mean, honestly, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, I was expecting it to be kind of like a shootout mm-hmm. type of game. Like, I was expecting both teams to be firing on all, on all cylinders. But for whatever reason, the Eagles just couldn't get it going on offense. And then CMC was running all over their team. And then Debo had three touchdowns or something. Like, he was talking. I, was I like, know my fantasy team ate. Yeah. I was, uh, during the game, the announcers were saying that, like, Debo was, like, trash talking the team. And then he backed it up with three touchdowns. And then, like did I you said, see that that man was wearing black force cleats? Yeah, pregame. I didn't notice that. He man. was on time, man. He yeah. really was. The whole team came in wearing all black. A, t- a rushing touchdown and two receiving touchdowns. Like, there's not, there's not much more you can do with that. Like, I don't care how good a team is. You got a, a guy like that going crazy, and on top of that, Christian McCaffrey had one. There's not much that you can do. Last night. Sunday night football game consisted of the Chiefs visiting Lambeau Field. When I turned on the game, I had zero expectations of the Packers having a lead. And then they won the game. <laughs> we all we all joke and, and laugh about that because that genuinely surprises us. I didn't expect to win either. What are your takes on that? I mean, I honestly didn't expect them to be ahead or win either. I don't even think the Chiefs had a lead the whole game from what I no, can remember. No, they didn't. Because it was... Uh, when I turned it on, it was 14 to 12. Packers were leading, and, and then the Chiefs never got the lead back after that. So I was kind of surprised by that. And then one of their defensive players was injured in the third quarter. I think uh, they had they were without Nick Bolton the whole game. So really, yeah, Nick Bolton was out the whole game. They were missing one of their best linebackers. I don't that know if is that would hit to the team. I don't know if that would have made a difference in the score or not for that game, but. Um, the Chiefs' O-line just didn't play very well. Mahomes was getting pressured off the edge almost every snap. Um, and then there was one play where they almost sacked Jordan Love. Chiefs' defense almost got to Jordan Love. He threw it right over the defender's hand. 50-50 ball with three Chiefs defenders, and the dude just caught it right in his hands. Like, none of the Chiefs defenders could even get to it. And that was like a 30-, 40-yard passing play for that. So We talk about the Chiefs, like, honestly, like, Mahomes didn't play terrible. 210 yards, one touchdown. Like, you can't make everybody catch the ball. Yeah. That's one. And yeah, there was one play late in the game. I think it was, like, uh, towards the end of the, like, halfway through the fourth quarter. Even the announcers of the game that I was watching said that it was an obvious pass interference on the Packers' uh, safety. Are we it, talking about that second-to-last Hail Mary throw between Valdez Scantling? Yeah, it was a one-on-one route between him and one of the safeties, and they didn't call pass interference on the play, but the dude was, like, uh, draped over his back yeah and he, he was trying to jump for the ball and couldn't even get off the ground because the dude was like on top of him and then 
he swatted the ball, but they didn't call pass interference. And then if- I think it's just also like a, a testament starting fast, getting on the attack. The Packers came out and scored right away, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they scoring, they're up. Chiefs came out and kicked a field goal. Chiefs kicked a field goal for the first two quarters, and that's it. Packers scored twice. Like, it's not much of a difference. Like, in hindsight, numbers-wise, it's only 6-14. to 14. You got the doable. You can come back from that. But the the momentum that you get from coming out and scoring, getting a stop, make, forcing a field goal, like, for a whole quarter, that, that does a lot. Yeah, and I've kind of noticed that the Chiefs, like, in their some of their most recent games, including this one yesterday, like, I think – Every time that they've played, they haven't scored on their first or second possession, and the other team has scored. Like, they've been outscored in the first quarter almost every single game this this season so far. So they've been come, they've been playing, like, comeback football, basically, where they're having to come back from being down 14-0 against the Raiders last week, but they ended up winning that game. But then this week they were down. I want to shout out to the Packers receivers for stepping up. They had five receivers with at least three catches. Romeo Dobbs had four catches for 72 yards. Christian Watson had seven catches, 71 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you take a look at the Chiefs receiving sets. He had three people with over three catches, with three catches or more, one of them being Pacheco. Like, I'm not saying that's not effective, but when you have Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, this is your only two people really contributing to the offense, it's hard to win games. Yeah, because Kelsey only had four receptions for 81 yards. The one touchdown that they did score was um, a rushing touchdown by Pacheco, who did get himself ejected. That could have made a difference late in the game for them, too, because they were still they were down eight with like a minute and four to go. And for whatever reason, that they just couldn't get the offense going, because like after last year, when they came back against the Bills, it's whenever I see them on the field, it's, I don't think the game's over till the clock stops now. Mm-hmm. So them having a little over a minute left in the game, I was like, they could score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion, tie the game. It's a possibility. A notable game that I wanted to mention was the blowout in Washington. Tua threw for 280, two touchdowns. Both of those touchdowns went to Tyreek, who had five receptions for 157 yards. Miami's the best team in the AFC. You know he had over 100 yards in the first half? Like he had more yards himself in the first half than the Washington <laughs> Commanders did. That's insane. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. It just speed kills, man. Like <laughs> it does. Especially it does. you're that fast. Like there's not much anybody can do. Uh, I, I mean, I hate to see it as as a receiver. I hate to see it. It's like man, like not much craft has to go into that. But like as a as a sports lover. And as a fan of football, it's honest, it's amazing. It really is. I saw this one person compare Tyreek Hill to Lightning McQueen when he switched to Dynaco. Because you know he was he was in his red and he was he was that guy, and then he switched over to the to the blue, and he's still that guy. But <laughs> I like it. Patriots dropped yet another game, and what's interesting about this is Mac Jones did not start. They started Zappy. He threw thirteen for twenty five, one hundred and forty one yards. They got shut out. No points. It was a real entertaining game. You know, six to zero. It doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> Justin Herbert threw for 212 yards. It's gotten to the point. The Chief, the, the Patriots' records right now is two wins, ten losses. And you know how when you're watching a game, they always provide you with like 
the best players available for the next game. Thursday night football's game display was TJ Watt versus Bill Belichick. That's how bad the Patriots team is. They're using the coach to promote their games. It's Bill, though. That's the thing. It's Bill. It's Bill. Never thrown, ran, or caught a pass. And oh, the best player sure. on the team right now. Hey, my boy Zeke's over there. Let's relax. <laughs> Let's relax. He's getting busy. So... Patriots are almost set up to get a very high pick. What what are they going to draft? Are they going to get a quarterback? I mean, I think they would just because if you're benching your second-year quarterback right now, I don't see a reason why that's not where Belichick's head's going. So, I mean, also, you have a team full of number two receivers. Like, you don't have a guy. We talked about like before that Marvin Harrison is entering the draft. One of maybe – Possibly one of the best receivers to ever come out of college. Mm -hmm. It does, like, I mean, make a good point. You're benching your, who everybody thought was your franchise quarterback or is a guy that you were trying to build off of. So a quarterback wouldn't hurt. I just find it hard to still be successful with, like, you know, I love Juju, right? One catch for 11 yards isn't getting you much. Devontae Parker. I still thought he was with the Dolphins. Like, honestly, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, you got you got a bunch of guys who are decent, but just not number one guys. You're so, I could, I mean, I could see them trying to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. too, depending on what draft pick they get. But. Especially, or, like, even, like, a back. Like, like Ze I love Zeke, but come on. He's your number one back. He's averaging three yards a carry. It's not much more you can Oh, ask my gosh. For. Whoa. Hey, three three times four is what? Twelve, bro. <laughs> three, three yards of carry. You got a first down every time. <laughs> but I mean, like, you're not getting much with that. So I thought they were done rebuilding, but it no. seems like they gotta they gotta start all over. This might just be out there too, but I wonder if they could try to like trade for a receiver from a different team for them to get at like the other team adding that higher draft pick. I wouldn't be mad if they made a trade package for Justin Fields. Justin Fields is not the best available quarterback. But that's a quarterback that, that Chicago is definitely looking like they're going to be separating from. And he's not Bill's normal cup of tea, but I think he'd be able to produce more than Zappi and Jones would. A lot of people are counting out Justin Fields. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just can't give up on him yet. He's from I, V, I would, Ohio State. On me, he was a, he's a really good quarterback, right? Like, I still think he is. I'm not going to say it's the Bears' fault. When was the last time the Bears had a good quarterback? When was the last time the Bears went to the playoffs? I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, like, like you, you're not blocking well. You, you're having a quarterback who is has a decent arm, isn't the best runner, having to move all the time, like throw on the run, make make plays. We're I feel like we're holding him to expectations of Lamar Jackson, of mm -hmm. Pat Mahomes, and he's not even in a spot where he can do that. So that, that's the part that's really getting me. Someone that's really been shining that I feel like we're going to be talking about quite a lot is C.J. Stroud. I'm, I'm sure he's pretty much locked in Rookie of the Year. They stopped the five-game win streak of the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos now sitting at 6-6. Six and six. Houston, Texas sitting at 7-5, and five, looking for that wild-card spot because currently Jacksonville is 9-3, and three, leading that division and tied for first place in the AFC. C.J. Stroud for, threw for 274 yards with one touchdown. Nico Collins, nine catches, 191 yards, and a touchdown. 
Let me say that again. He caught nine receptions for 191 yards. One person, 200 yards, one game. If you don't have him on your fantasy team, go and pick him up now. If he is a free agent, go and pick him up now. I'm really excited to see the Texans play football now. I've never, I, that's the sentence that I've never said in my life. I'm excited to see the Texans play football right now. When they when they drafted Tank Dale, when Tank Dale got there, I was I was sold. Cause at first I was like, ah, CJ Stroud, you know, young guy. They didn't have a lot. They didn't have a lot last year. The Texans, you know, he wasn't the best like defensive reader in college. Gets harder in the NFL. I was like, no, there's no way. I I like Tank Dale at Houston. And um, he did you see he got injured yesterday? I did. I did see that. That hurts a little bit. Like, that was one of CJ's favorite targets, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I'm, I'm curious to see how much of a difference that makes going forward. Like the only, I think the only backup quarterback that I can name right now is Gardner Minshew and... Um, Minshew Mania. Shout out to him. the guy that came in yesterday for... Um, uh, Marcus Mariota had to come in for like three oh, or four snaps. I wonder where he so, was. Yeah. So Marcus Mariota The Patriots could use him. Eagles. <laughs> Jake the Browning use anybody. is Jake the Browning, quarterback yeah. for the Bengals. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Joe. I'm a Browns fan. Shout out to Joe Flacco. I was I was talking if, if making a joke. If he won yesterday, I was gonna go and buy a Joe Flacco Browns jersey. <laughs> See, I made the mistake on my fantasy team yesterday, thinking that the Browns defense was gonna play better than the 49ers defense just because of the matchups. I was thinking the Eagles that's, were. That's fair. I you know, the considering Eagles, the teams yeah, that you're I playing, the Eagles were gonna score more against the 49ers. So I was like, the Browns are probably gonna stop the Rams. Cooper Cup's coming off an injury. Of course, Puka Nakua has been playing outstanding mm-hmm. over there this season. Man. Nobody expected him to be that good, honestly. At least I didn't. Um, Rams ended up beating the Browns 36 to 19. Yeah. The Browns got me negative two points in fantasy. Here, I didn't even get a chance to change up my defense. I have the Bills defense and the Eagles defense. And so the Bills are on bye this week, so I had to put the Eagles up there. Otherwise, it was no defense at all. And I think I got a negative six for that. So tragic. Switching games, we got Detroit Lions fighting for, well, I'm pretty sure they're going to lock up their division. But they're fighting for number one. Right now, they're sitting at the number two seed in the NFC. Their win over the Saints makes them 9-3. and three. Jared Goff threw for 213 yards and two touchdowns. Sam Laporta, nine catches, 140 yards, one touchdown. Man, how about them Lions? Is this their year? This, uh, well, okay. I, I, I know that they'll be in the top yeah. three. The top three I got coming out of the NFC are the Eagles. Well, depends on this upcoming week because don't the Eagles play the Cowboys? The Cowboys just won and the Eagles just lost. So I feel like if the Cowboys win this game, then we're going to have a whole different conversation. The the Cowboys Eagles rivalry, to me, is similar to Michigan Ohio State. Okay, okay, you're this, cooking. This is this is you're something cooking. that is important to both teams, mm-hmm. both fan bases. <laughs> They're both doing really well this year. You don't year. come here to go to the Super Bowl. Man, you come here, you come to, come beat here the- to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> you come here to beat the the Eagles. So that I feel like both levels of play will step up, not just on offense for both teams, but also defense. You know what I mean? But these Lions, man, you got you got a good run game, a good two back system. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Man, guys, you got their, dude. Their pickup of Jameer Gibbs in the draft was that was really well played by them. Of course, he came out of a school that I don't really like necessarily. But <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I mean, even if I don't like the school, you can't you can't deny the fact that that guy's a stud running back. So 
NFC right now, of course, the Eagles are 10 and two. They're only a game ahead of the 49ers, Lions, and the Cowboys. So there's three teams that are only a game back from them right now. I really wish that they would change the playoff system in the NFL, right? The Falcons are sitting at five and seven right now, and they have the four seed. The Cowboys can win this game against the Eagles and the Eagles win the rest of their games, hypothetically, right? The Cowboys could end with a record of 11 and six. The Falcons could end with a record of six and 11 if they wanted to. And they'd still have a higher seed in the playoffs than the Cowboys. I don't think it should be you're automatically given a spot by winning your division. And then the next best teams get those remaining spots. Because then you're going to have teams like the Falcons in the playoffs. I think it should be the best teams available with the best records. Rank them down one through from there. I think it is kind of crazy to have a 500 team have such a high spot like as the Falcons. But then you got to think, like, this is the NFL. You put you put the Falcons in the playoffs. Are they winning the whole thing? Probably not. They'd <laughs> probably like, be a first-round exit, honestly. So you're just giving a team a layup win. That's the way I feel like you're doing it. Because every like right now, the top seven teams, like in the playoff picture right now, for the AFC, it's the Dolphins, Ravens, Jags, Chiefs, Steelers, Colts, Browns. is top seven right now. You mean to tell me the Mitchell Trubisky Steelers are have a chance to get in the playoffs? There's, I mean, right now, according to the NFL, uh, NFL uh, playoff picture, they're the five seed right behind the Chiefs because they're seven and five. Yeah. Hmm. If you if you look at it, they're second in the AFC North. That's why, because the uh, Ravens are two games ahead of them in their division right now. They're, they're nine and three. The Steelers and the Browns are both seven and five. Well, I know the AFC West will never change. You have, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Broncos are having a really hot season. You know, coming back from there one and six start but it's the broncos the chargers and the raiders the second place team has six wins the chiefs are going to continue to win that division because that's the weakest division in the football and right now the chiefs are the only team in that division in the playoff picture because of that so and the crazy thing is like in that same conference like broncos are six and six but so are the falcons dolphins sitting at one they're nine and three ravens are two nine and three they're both on top of their division. Uh, Jags are eight and three, so they're a game behind. But they played—I don't know what they go off of uh, to determine like the seeds for the playoffs. Because right now the Dolphins and the Ravens are tied in their records, but they have the Dolphins at the one seed right now. I think I don't know if they do it like college football playoffs, where they base it off your matchups like during the regular season or how that is. Um, but honestly, like yeah, like you said, the AFC West is probably one of the weakest divisions in the AFC right now. It used to not be that way, though. Well, you mean look at last season. The Chargers were right behind the Chiefs the whole season. I don't know what changed over in And I thought that them LA, gaining uh, Kellen Moore as their offense coordinator was going to be great for them, and here they are. Six points against the Patriots? I think it's just time for, for Herbert to leave. Like, I, I'm not saying that it's his fault. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem like he's very happy. He can't be happy losing. Maybe he should be a Patriot. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say, what if the Patriots tried to trade for him? You think he would want to do that either? Week 14, we have a battle of mediocrity um, in the NFC South. The Panthers are playing the Saints and the Buccaneers are playing the Falcons. I don't expect anyone to tune into those games. But, you know, maybe one of those winners will, you know, take the lead in that division. The Lions look to 
play Chicago. Jaguars play the Browns. The Seahawks, who are tied for second place in their division with the Rams, go against the number one 49ers. That's the game I'm going to be paying the most mm-hmm. attention to, probably. Because their game against the Cowboys this week was, I mean, I didn't expect them to play that well, honestly. They were they were right there with them the whole game. They did. They, they, they did. only lost by, like, I think it was a touchdown. DK in that first half. <sighs> Buddy. I appreciate those three touchdowns that my fantasy team got for that. You got the Broncos against the Chargers. And then two America's games of the week. Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. That's a 325 game. And then the night game is Eagles at Cowboys. I think, so talking about the Chiefs and Bills game right now, for the Bills, uh, they're in the they're on the bubble of making the playoffs. They need this. They're, they're best... Their best chance right now is the Browns lose this week. This this upcoming week, the Browns lose. And then they would drop to seven and six if they lose. The Bills would tie them for seven and six on record, and they'd be second in the AFC East. Um Let's be realistic. The AFC East is the Dolphins. Yeah. The Patriots aren't going anywhere. The Jets aren't going anywhere. Hey, I don't so it's hundred percent uh, up to the Bills. Aaron Rodgers might come back. Might come back. There is literally a like 0.4 chance that they make the playoffs, even if he does come yeah, back. They're They've lost too many. They're four and eight right now, and they're third in their division. So, <laughs> say anything is possible. Not that. Not 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 this late in the season is not. Yeah, and then unfortunately, the uh, the Carolina Panthers are in no in no playoff contention whatsoever. They're one and eleven. Could. Potentially end up being one in sixteen on the season. That Eagles Cowboys matchup. I'm excited to see it. Well, Dak has gotten hotter every game. I started off with Dak on my fantasy team because you know I'm I like the Cowboys. And I was like, nah, Dak, you're not really performing. I'm gonna have to let you go. I mean, I picked up Lamar Jackson in the trade, but Dak has been really performing. CD Lamb, arguably the best receiver this season. Anyone disagree? I think Tyree Kill's yeah. still on top. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I mean, over a hundred yards in the first half. Yeah, and he's honestly his the first player in NFL history to have four games with 150 yards catching consecutively. Is he better than DK? Is CD better than DK? Is he better than DK? Yes. Hey, brother. Hey, we're talking while we're talking about receivers. While we're talking about receivers, uh, what about Mike Evans? 10th straight season with 1,000-plus yards, breaking his own record. Don't get me wrong. Mike Evans is good. He's great. How old is Mike right now? He's only 30 years old. Yeah, okay, so he's actually a lot younger than I thought he was. Mm, I I did too. He has the longest active streak for most 1,000-yard seasons. He broke his own record because it was him last year, and then he broke his own record this year. I think that was since his rookie year. Because you got to think, he's – He's thirty now. He's been with Tampa that long. Mm-hmm. Wow. He needs to. He needs to change the scenery. I'm sorry. He needs that. I'm gonna give you a list of names. Okay. I'm stuck on the CD thing. I do. I do like CD. You're good. I'm gonna give you a list of names. The this or that. Just tell me if you're gonna take them. Yeah. Okay. You know? Tyreek Hill. I'm taking Tyreek Hill. I'm taking Tyreek Hill. Of course you are. I'm taking CD. Honestly. Okay. Armand St. Brown. 
I'm still taking CD. I would take CD over I'd him. I'd probably take CD. Stephon Diggs. This year, I'm taking CD. Me too. With a with a with a different quarterback, maybe Stephon Diggs. It doesn't seem like they're on the same page right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you can say that after last. Se- I mean, we are talking about this season, but after yeah. like last season, they were playing. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs were like one of the best wide receiver Facts. quarterback duos in the NFL. I will say, an off season does do a lot, but it does seem that way. AJ Brown. I'm taking AJ I'm taking Brown. AJ Brown. Me too. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jamar sorry. Chase. This season, I'm taking CD. I'm still taking Jamar Chase. I'm sorry. There, it's it's not much that he can he can't do. He's he's got he's got my vote. Mm-hmm. See, my problem is if we're talking about this season alone, you have to like consider all things. The switch, like of course, you can't help when your quarterback gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But he has not been performing as well since Joe Burrow's been gone. True. I'm taking CD over him. Is anybody performing with Browning at quarterback? <laughs> I don't know. I don't that's know. true. That's true. The other team's defense, maybe. But <laughs> this one's going to be a little tough for me. But Devontae Adams. This year? This year? I'm, I'm taking, taking CD. CD. Yeah. Me too. Me too. But, man, that that's the one that hurts the most. Devontae's great, though. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I get – or maybe I'm wrong. I think that he went to Oakland – or, sorry, Las Vegas now – because he wanted to play with Derek Carr. And then Derek Carr is now a saint. So now you're stuck over there in Las Vegas, and not even Jimmy Garoppolo, the backup quarterback. Devontae, you're throwing your, your life away. Like, Well, he did also request a trade, too, and I don't know if – I don't even think they're going to try to. So that – I mean, that also has an impact on the way he plays because he could just be only just playing football to play football now. Yeah, especially he's, – he's getting up there in age, so – it's probably not even really about like winning anymore. More so about just making sure that he's good outside. I, of yeah, this. I feel bad for him though, because whenever he was on the Packers, while Aaron Rodgers was still there, he was in the conversation for the best receiver in there, the NFL. There was no, there was no conversation. Yeah, so, he was the conversation. And I mean, honestly, like going to Las Vegas, like I'm not mad at it. Like theoretically, in college, they were really good together. You're thinking like, oh, he's that's what he's he's missing a receiver. Talking about Derek Carr, he's missing. This is I'm probably the piece to fix that. You're going in thinking that he's going to be there for a while, and then like it just doesn't happen. If that's still like a potential of them playing together, could you see the Saints making a trade for him? Uh, no, nah. that's a lot of money. I feel like it is that, and then and I feel like they're they're secure right now, and Chris Olave being their one. And then on top of that, you got to like actually, who even knows if Devontae Adams wants to play with him anymore? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. While they were together, it wasn't like they were doing great. I mean, that's that's probably a, making each other not look so great would probably keep me from trying to play with somebody else too. And that concludes another episode of the Out of Bounds podcast. I encourage you to tune in next week. Jalen, Jeremiah, I want to thank you guys for joining the episode. For all the listeners who've made it this far. As always, thank you for your time. Signing off.